Good morning again, Mendocino County and beyond. This is Johanna Wild Oak, and you are tuned to Wild Oak Living. This program comes to you every other Thursday from 9 to 10 a.m., and it's all about sustainable living and building community in Mendocino County and beyond. As I said, it comes to you every other Thursday from 9 to 10 a.m. And today we, uh, oh, and, and if you would like to get in touch, if you have questions or if you, uh, have suggestions for program topics, please send an email to contact at wildoak.org. That's contact, the word contact, as in contact me, contact at wildoak.org. I always love hearing from listeners and I also always love hearing um, people from the community or listeners suggest topics or guests for this program. I welcome that very much. Today we're going to be talking about mental and, em and emotional health and wellness. This is an ongoing theme. If you listened regularly, you might have um, heard some previous programs. I started this uh, actually in 2020 as a sort of a an occasional series of programs about um, how to live and thrive in the middle of a pandemic, how to live well and thrive in the middle of a pandemic, and how to deal with stress, how to be build resilience, both personal resilience as well as community resilience. And I've had a number of programs with this topic. And today I'm going to continue this series, and I'm going to be talking with several members of the Anderson Valley Wellness Coalition. Um, and uh, rather than having me a piece together, how it came together and what they're doing, I'm going to, and, and also to introduce my guests, I'm going to invite Sid Bernstein to uh, join us. First of all, I have several guests that are associated with this coalition, and Sid is going to talk about the coalition and, and the guests that are joining us this morning. Uh, Sid is a health coach at the um, Anderson Valley Wellness Center, I mean at the Anderson Valley Health Clinic, I'm sorry, and uh, and she is also associated with uh, this coalition and with, with the activities of this coalition, and welcome Sid Bernstein, and tell us more about the Anderson Valley Wellness Coalition how it came about and who will be joining us to talk about it today. Um, thank you so much, Johanna, for that introduction, for having us on. And yeah, I think we aspire to being the Anderson Valley Wellness Center. So you, All right. uh, you, got, that, <laughs> you got that right. Um, so I will just give you a little bit of background and then introduce our other guests. So the Wellness Coalition was born out of the Anderson Valley Health Center strategic plan. So every five years we do a strategic plan. It's basically our board of directors, which is a community board come together with clinic leadership and um, really think through, you know, what are, what are our ambitions? What are our challenges? And how do we actualize these in, in the next five years? Um, so this strategic plan started in 2019 um, and one of the key areas of interest for the clinic was to promote and coordinate community health and wellness. Um, you know, I think there's there's an understanding here at the clinic, and I think more broadly within public health, that so much of wellness happens outside the four walls of a clinic setting. Um, and in order to really effectively enhance people's well-being, we need to meet people not just here, but also out in the community and, and help people access the services that they need to live well. Um, so part of, um, part of that strategic plan, part of that goal was to organize um, across wellness practitioners and services through the Valley, so gather together a wellness coalition. 
Um, and then within that wellness coalition, um, develop and organize public health campaigns, um, organ uh, organize with different stakeholders like the adult school, the AV village, the senior center, the schools. Um, we had, there's a lot of grand ambitions too before COVID, obviously this started in 2019. Um, but there was, um, you know, a general idea about how do we come together, form a coalition that can operate in conjunction with the health center, but also outside of it and bring um, health and wellness to community members more, um, more, more specifically. Um, so Elizabeth Jensen, who's with us this morning, was also involved in this, um, the very beginning of the wellness coalition. And Elizabeth, amazing Pilates teacher and wellness practitioner, if um, you want to jump in and give us a little more detail about kind of the group coming together initially, that would be great. Sure. Uh, everyone can hear me okay. Um, we came together in October of 2019. That was kind of the first meeting. There were representatives from throughout the Anderson Valley community. We had people from representing the Senior Center, the local AV Village. Um, we had representatives from Sueño Latino, the Health Center, obviously. We had people from the school board and then local child care providers, fitness, um, yoga instructors, uh, nutritionists. So we had kind of a collection of people that were involved throughout the community um in different initiatives on our own and we brought them together and we met i believe it was about once a month we would meet and kind of talk about different ideas one of the first um assignments we had or our homework was to go out into our communities and reach out to who we knew or who we had access to in anderson valley and kind of ask like what are the two things you would be willing to change to improve your health and what are the barriers to making those changes? So just trying to not assume that we knew all the answers um, and really try to reach out and see what our community wanted to do and what was what would make it easier for them to do that. And that kind of kept us on a, on a path going forward to start identifying, you know, what our community needed more of. Um, at first, it was interesting because uh, a lot of the feedback was wanting access to like a gym or not enough trails or not enough fitness classes. And as we stepped back, we actually saw that we did have some of these resources, but maybe people didn't know about them mm. um, or couldn't reach them. And so realizing that maybe just bridging the gap between the two was a great first step. And so that was one of the first things we were trying to do is really highlight what resources we have. We could see where there was room to grow, but let's take advantage of the resources that we have in front of us. So that was kind of where we got to. Um, our last meeting was in February of 2020, right before the COVID um, kind of lockdown. So we had left it with all these different goals of programs to bring and um, marketing and educational campaigns or informational campaigns to our community. Um, but that was kind of where we had gotten it before we resumed last year. How did, how did the, the pandemic influence the, the direction of this, of this effort? It completely paused it because so much of the effort was going to be group meetings. So at first we thought it would just be a few months <laughs> off and obviously those few months became longer. Um, I think a lot of people had their own things that they had to focus on. Um, so as far as I know, I wasn't a part of any meetings. We did not meet. We did not do Zoom meetings. Um, I think we put the whole thing on a pot until um, 
found uh, until Sid reached out in January of 2021. So you so you resumed this in 2021. Did 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 the, the the year off and also some of the challenges that might have arisen during the pandemic did that influence the direction of 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 where, how you went at it when you resumed it in 2021? Well, ironically, looking back at like our final meeting, um, we had kind of a, a draft up of all of our notes, like where we were, what our future goals were, and looking back at what we've done this last year, we actually continued with a lot of those different goals. A lot of the goals were um, bringing um, kind of accessible fitness classes. And we did, um, we have already done a few campaigns. We did a moving well campaign last um, summer. Um, and so that was about highlighting the instructors, the Zumba instructors. We had Pilates teachers, like highlighting the resources that were readily available to our community. And we, um, with that, I'm sure Sid might have more information, but we kind of did a, a, a raffle, like come and participate in all these free classes, see what you have available here in Anderson Valley, and you can be entered into a raffle and win prizes. Um, and then we continued with an eating well campaign where we, we started a produce exchange um, and kind of more of an informational campaign to let people know of all the resources locally for healthy foods, fresh fruits and vegetables, um, healthy and then um, some different initiatives to help. I think at the school we even participated or helped kind of put together a support of their summer camp program, um, bringing some healthy eating um, to the school. So, and Sid, you might know a little bit more about the two campaigns that we did this last year. Yeah, thank you, Elizabeth. Um, I would say, Johanna, in answer to that question, um, I think we scaled back some of our ambitions. Um, you know, we had or the coalition before I joined it had a lot of amazing ideas. Like the, the clinic re recently purchased a house in town to expand office space. And there was ideas, well, could we have a kitchen run out of that? Could we do healthy eating demos? You know, can we bring people together in community? And we had to get a lot more creative about how to bring people together safely during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, so in some way, I think it made us more action oriented, but it also like Elizabeth saying, we had to, um, we had to pare down and really think about, you know, how to highlight the resources that already exist versus maybe bringing something totally new to the table. Um, so we did do that first campaign, the fitness challenge, which was a month of classes by a lot of teachers who already teach in the Valley, but the health center supported by, by paying the teachers a stipend and we put a community calendar together. So, you know, every day there was at least one or two things that you could try, whether it be walking or parkour, yoga, meditation, um, Zumba. Um, and so we really wanted to get people who maybe have been con contemplating getting active, but hadn't found the community or hadn't found the, the modality for them um could be could have some extra incentive and we did we gave away raffle tickets for anyone who attended an event and then at the end we had a drawing and and that was sponsored also by the clinic um and that obviously we did all outdoors um and you know and with a few things on zoom um and then our eating well challenge we also did outdoors in the park. We asked people to bring excess food from their gardens um, and come together to share it and you know, as this valley is so abundant in many things, there was always way more food <laughs> being delivered than than people would take away. So we we did end up being able to give some of that food to our more 
food insecure residents here and take the rest to the food bank. Um, we coordinated our schedule so that we could take access to the food bank. Um, and as Elizabeth was saying, we, we've also, alongside this, made brochures. She's done an amazing job designing these brochures in English and Spanish to highlight the resources that we do have. Um, and then we're moving now into our Living Well campaign, and that's some of what we wanted to talk about today. Yes, and that's, that's a great uh, segue. Let me just uh, in inform our listeners that you are tuned to Wild Oak Living here on KZWX and Z, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. This is Johanna Wildock. This program comes to you every other Thursday from 9 to 10 a.m. Today we are talking about the Anderson Valley Wellness Co Coalition. Uh, they are uh, developing a series of community programs to inform people about local mental and emotional health resources available in the area. And also, uh, they have some more upcoming programs, uh, stress reducing activities, mindfulness activities, and others that we're going to hear about in a moment. We are joined today here on Wild Oak Living by Sid Bernstein, who is the, uh, health coach, uh, at, at the, uh, Anderson Valley Health Center. We're also joined by Elizabeth Jensen and by Aurelia Bassetti, and we will hear uh, more from all our guests and, and, the, and their various roles in this Anderson Valley Wellness Condition. So, so Sid, let, let's, let's hear about what's coming up. Yeah, thank you. So um, we, you know, we've roughly themed these, these series that we've offered around different types of wellness, you know, physical um, activity, eating well, and now we're in this mental, emotional health, this living well, you know, and especially with, you know, the theme of your program being so relevant, how do we live well in times that are very anxiety provoking and are difficult, and we don't really know when any of it is going to end or change, or is this just kind of a new normal that we all have to adapt to? Exactly. Um, Yeah, so with that in mind, we're, we put together a series of Zoom workshops. They are on Zoom. You know, as we plan this, we're in the middle of the Omicron surge, which hopefully we will be coming out of. Um, but we have classes now offered starting next week, Tuesday, 11.45 to 12.45. You can go to the clinic Facebook page, and it's posted up there, the, the Zoom meeting link. Um, we'll also share it through AV Village. Um, and we're starting next week with Aurelia, who is with us this morning, who we'd love to hear more from in a moment. Um, she's doing breath practice for um, stress and anxiety relief, and that will be a part one. And then um, the following week, the 22nd, Elizabeth will be, be talking about stress relief through movement and, and exercise. Elizabeth is an amazing Pilates teacher and dance teacher here in the Valley. Um, and then Aurelia will come back to us Um, that following week with a second part of the breath practice for stress and anxiety relief. Um, we have Kira Brennan, who I'm sure many listeners know, doing yoga for anxiety the following week. And then a facilitated discussion with Stephanie um, Gold, who is a, a, a licensed therapist, and Donna talking about what are the strategies, you know, bringing in a little bit, I think what you hinted at, Johanna, in this conversation of, yes, there's self, there's personal wellness, but there's also community wellness and how do we support each other and, and really bring that discussion out into the open and, um, uh, and you know, give each other tools. Um, and then our last, our last class is with Milena Collins. She's doing a meditation for stress relief on the 22nd of 
March. And I know I'm running through these with dates really quickly, but all of this is up on our Facebook page. Um, and Milena has has taught in both English and Spanish meditation and yoga. So we're hoping that um, that can be bilingual if um, if you know if the participants would like it to be. And just to reiterate that in order to go to your Facebook page and to get that information, you do not have to be a member of Facebook. I, I keep reiterating that because people, when they hear Facebook, they think, oh, I don't want to have anything to do with Facebook. But it's a public page. You can just go to it like you can go to any other website. And maybe you can just reiterate the name of that Facebook page again. Sure, it's the Anderson Valley Health Center. If you just Google it, you'll find it. I I myself don't have a personal Facebook, so um, I, I hear all of you who don't want to be on there, but um, you can get to it that way. You can also get to it through the AV Village website. It'll be up there, too. It's wonderful to hear what you're planning to do. And, and as you said, you know, that this is, this is something that I feel is really important to, to build not, not only to give us tools to, to address our personal wellness. And, and I look forward to, to hearing what Aurelia and Elizabeth are going to tell us about that. At the same time, also, you know, I, I see it as one of the goals of, of this program, Wildic Living, to, to help facilitate the building of these community support networks. So that, so that, as you said earlier, so that first of all, we're aware of all the resources that are already in our community, which are so many. I mean, it's just so amazing. Every time I reach out, you know, to, actually, I don't even have to look very hard to look for program topics because they are just, they just present themselves. There's so many wonderful people doing so many wonderful things in our community. And I mean by community, the community at large. One of the things that, you know, I mean, yes, Zoom, it might not be everybody's favorite tool, but if you, if, uh, if the Anderson Valley Health Coalition is doing a Zoom, uh, workshop, it's available to everybody and not just Anderson Valley. And that's the wonderful thing, I think, about that tool is that it allows people to tune in and to avail themselves of those resources, even if they're not physically present in that location. So, uh, let's, let's hear a bit more about, uh, what are some of the things that you're going to be teaching during this, during this workshop? Who, who wants to go next? Aurelia, it would be wonderful to hear from you. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. about you, stress you, and anxiety. You, yeah, yes. <laughs> you, go ahead, Aurelia. Tell us about all the wonderful things you're going to be teaching. Okay, so um, I'm Aurelia, and I uh, I own a uh, uh, ecology based um, hair studio and wellness center here in town. Uh, by by the Live Oak Building, and um, I'm a wellness coach um, and a sound healer, and um, <clears throat> and I do breath work. Um, I when the uh, when we went into lockdown, um, I realized that I was so much uh, stressed and and um, I had panic attacks and I could not breathe. And um, even though I ha I'm a wellness coach and I have lots of tools, um, my diaphragm was just locked. Mm -hmm. And so um, I uh, I became curious about it, and uh, and uh, I started to practice breathing techniques. Um, to relieve uh, stress, anxiety, and um, and it worked. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So uh, I've decided to go on the training with uh, Yoga Alliance, and uh, and I became a, a breathwork coach. And uh, now I'm really happy to be able to pass it on and help others um, going through stress and anxiety because it is uh, an interesting time. Yes, <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Anxiety and stress and, and the feeling like, you know, you're afraid to take a deep breath, uh, you know, is, is very common. And, and also, you know, many people have been sick and have had COVID and breathing is one of the things that's really impacted by this disease, at least by the previous variants, maybe not so much by Omicron. But, um, you know, a lot of a lot of people who've had it, myself included, have trouble taking a deep breath. And therefore, I think learning how to breathe can be really, very helpful, right, Aurelia? Yes, yes. Um, I mean, breath, in breath work, both the diaphragm and the nervous system are important components for healthy breathing. So when we are under stress or experience anxiety, we operate from, um, of fight and flight and freeze response. And um, then our body focuses its energy to survive that stress and anxiety and our digestive system slows down completely and the diaphragm get tight and, um, and the breath becomes shallow. So some breathing techniques, um, and I will demonstrate um, a, a some breathing, if you'd like, um, really s helps stimulate um, the parasympathetic nervous system. Um, and that helps to t take us out of the fight and flight and freeze response. And, um, and then we can feel more relaxed and rested and we can digest better and um, I think if you wanted to, to demonstrate an example, Aurelia, that, that would be okay. wonderful. I think we could all benefit from a moment of, of, of relaxed breathing. <laughs> okay. So if you just take a moment and uh, feel your seat under you and beneath you. And, and if, you're, if you're driving, by the way, just listen and, and practice it later. You know, don't, don't do anything unsafe right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and uh, relax your shoulder and just drop in for a moment into your body and put your hand on your belly just below your ribs and the other hand below that hand And take a deep breath in through your nose and let your belly rise and push your hand out. Good. And exhale through the nose and allow your belly to fall. Maybe we can do this um, two or three times. So inhale. <clears throat> Let the belly rise, pushing your hand out. And exhale 
through the nose and allow your belly to fall. And breathe in your own rhythm. If you can't breathe that slowly, just, you know, breathe in yes. your own rhythm. Don't, yes. hold, don't hold I, your breath. <laughs> and one more time, breathe in through your belly, pushing your hand out, and exhale through the nose. And release your hands. And just feel back into your body and notice the changes. Is there any changes? How do you feel? I feel more relaxed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes it all it takes just take a moment and breathe through the belly for, you know, two or three minutes. It doesn't have to be very long. Yesterday, I was part of a, a pain management, work, chronic pain management workshop, workshop on Zoom. And we learned this, this um, we learned how to figure out whether we breathe mostly through our chest or mostly through our diaphragm and our belly but by putting one hand on your chest and one hand on your belly and then breathing in and out and trying to get to a point where the hand on your belly moved more than the hand on your chest. Right. So, right. That, so that your breath is going deeply into your body. Yes. And at the same time, you don't want to force that to happen. So if you have a shallow breathing, you just want to be with it mm -hmm. first and really, really allow space in the chest first and then slowly bring that breath down to your belly. Yeah. Yeah, it's a process. It takes a while sometimes. It, if you, yes, mm -hmm. yes. Patience is important. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, being patient and loving to ourselves first and foremost. <laughs> Thank you, Aurelia, for that example of how we can all learn how to breathe better. And, you know, um, and, and please feel free to, to talk more about that, Aurelia. But one of the things I learned is, uh, is that, um, you know, breathing deeply puts, transports oxygen into our body and, and, and distributes the oxygen all throughout uh, our cells. And, and, you know, they now think that one of the, one of the causes of, of the long haul symptoms that some people have from COVID is this lack of oxygenation in the, in the really tiny peripheral blood, blood vessels. And, um, and, and whether it's caused by blood clots or whether it's caused by, you know, lack of oxygen, they don't really know yet, but they know breathing helps because breathing puts oxygen into our body. So. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. I just want to take a moment to let you all know that you are listening to Wild Oak Living here on Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, KZYX and Z. This is Johanna Wild Oak, and I bring you this program every other Thursday from 9 to 10 a.m. Today we are doing another one of our, the occasional programs that I'm doing right now that I started during the pandemic that, uh, that are all about, uh, um, building personal and community resilience to stress and to all the, the physical and emotional and mental challenges that come with living in a world where emergencies and, and pandemics and other, uh, other, you know, climate crisis and all those other things that we're dealing with right now uh, seem to be the new normal. Yeah, um, you know, one of the challenges for me 
I find personally is that, you know, when you're when you're going through an emergency, your adrenaline, your cortisol, everything rises, and then the emergency is over, and then you go go. Oh, okay, now I can breathe easily for a while, and now we are in this world where that's becoming harder and harder, um, and that's <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead, Aurea. We do need the tools to yeah. go through, you know, the stress we are uh, encountering right now, for sure. Yes. And breathing really helps. And so today in this program, I am talking to several members of the Anderson Valley uh, Wellness Coalition. They are doing a number of things to both highlight the resources that are already available in the Anderson Valley for people who live there and basically for everybody. Um, the, uh, to, for, for wellness and resilience and mental and emotional and physical health. Uh, and they also now have an upcoming zo- series, series of Zoom workshops that are, uh, about, um, about wellness. And we've just heard from, um, Sid Bernstein, who is the co- health coach at the Anderson Valley Health Center, talk uh, uh, about this upcoming series. Um, and we've heard from Aurelia Bassetti about the uh, breathing techniques that she's going to be teaching in this workshop. And I'd like to invite now Elizabeth Jensen to talk about what you're going to be talking about in this series of workshops. Thank you, Jacana. So I, um, my name is Elizabeth Jensen. I'm a certified comprehensive Pilates trainer. Um, but I also just have a love of movement, and I am also a member of our local Anderson Valley Parks and Recreation Department. Um, it's kind of a committee of underneath our community services district. And I realized that actually probably a big reason why I'm a part of the coalition is I look back, I helped um, bring some creative movement and rhythm and dance classes back in 2018 to the Valley. And um, we created a t-ball program for kids back in 2019. And even this last fall, I was volunteering as a volunteer soccer coach, and um, I've recently brought back some pre-ballet and some adult ballet classes to the Valley, which has been really fun. So with that, obviously, I have this passion for movement um, and and group movement, too, um, the, the benefits of doing group exercises or group physical activities and that connection that comes between the different um, people involved. But in general, I'll be talking about the importance of movement as a stress relief um sometimes we're so overwhelmed with stress we have such a mental load that we feel exhausted even physically right so even that mental exhaustion almost comes into our bodies physically that we're exhausted to go on a walk we don't have the energy to go to a class and we just want to curl up and eat some ice cream or go to sleep watch a show and don't have that motivation to get us up and out but it really is, um, you know, the data shows that if you can just get some physical activity, you're going to, number one, you're going to pump up your own endorphins, which are those kind of positive, feel-good neurotransmitters in your brain. So if you can get like a runner's high, right? So just being physically active can bring you that kind of runner's high, that happy feeling, that good feeling um, that can help relieve your stress. Uh, the data also shows it can reduce the effects of stress. So it's kind of stress relieving. It'll help kind of limit that fight or flight response that Aurelia was talking about um, by improving your cardiovascular health, right? Your heart and lungs. It'll help improve your digestion, right? Getting things moving through your digestion system, helping your immune system so that you're not having inflammation. Your body is not fighting these other things. You have some resources there and that can all help reduce stress in the body. 
Um, another important aspect of physical activity is simply it's, you can think of it like meditation in motion. And a lot of mind-body movements like yoga and Pilates, they want your mind to be focused on your body, not thinking about your grocery list, not thinking about you know, your kid's school, but really focusing on feeling your body, being present in the body and giving yourself almost like a timeout from your stressful thoughts. Um, you can kind of forget your troubles while you're playing tennis, or you can um, concentrate on your body and, and not on your stresses while you're going to a Zumba class. Um, so those are some other you know, benefits of exercise that have been shown in even just scientific studies, the data. Um, it can help you feel more calm, more clear-headed, more focused um, after you've been active. Then you can return to a task and maybe be more ready to handle that challenge. Um, and the other benefit is just improving your mood. Uh, a lot of my Pilates clients come in and for them, it's like reclaiming their body. They have this sense of empowerment, like this command of my body can do this. Ah, oh, it feels good. Like, I didn't think I could do that movement or that. I don't think I could endure through that time. And I did it and I feel great. Um, it helps them to relax. Their muscles have this kind of sense like they've been activated and then they can release um, and it does show that being physically active really, truly can help reduce the symptoms of maldepression and anxiety. And with that, also improving sleep, which can be a huge um, kind of challenge when you have anxiety and depression or stress in the, in, the, in, the, in the world that you're living in. You don't get as good quality of sleep. And physical activity is one of those things that can actually help improve your sleep. Um, so those are some of the great benefits. Um, and so what I'll most likely be focusing on in the workshop is how do we get started and how do we keep that up? And, you know, the first step always is if you haven't been active in a while, you know, make sure you check with your doctor, make sure you kind of know how your body's doing, but then also start, start small. So start walking before you go on a run. Um, maybe start with a shorter physical activity than a whole hour hike up a mountain. Like start with something small and just bring the bring it in bite size into your life again. The other thing I find super important for physical activity is do what you love. Mm -hmm. If you hate, you know, if you hate yoga, don't do yoga. If you <laughs> hate strength training, don't do that. Do something you actually like to do. If you like to walk in the woods with a friend, go walk in the woods with a friend. Because it does, it's not going to be positive for you if you're doing something that you just hate the whole time. So finding what physical activity, any type of movement do you love? Do you love listening to music and just dancing? Go for it. That's more important than what specific exercise you're doing. Just get your body moving. Um, and, and put it on your schedule. Like make time with it. If you, if you're not sure you have time for something, I find a really helpful tool is habit parent. You have your favorite TV show or podcast. Maybe can you listen to your podcast while you're on a walk? Can you um, do some squats while you're watching your favorite TV show? Things like that where you're pairing maybe a new habit with something that you already regularly do. Um, and so those are the few things that kind of thinking about that. The other thing I was going to make sure to share is, um, you know, finding a friend that can help you be accountable to yourself. Like, let's go do this together. Um, it's also more fun. <laughs> um, you're getting that support of connection to another person. Um, you can switch it up. You know, you can switch up your activity. If you're bored with a certain activity, if you are always a competitive runner, maybe try something less competitive. So you kind of ease into that and discover a new movement you didn't know. Um, 
And then don't think that you have to have an entire hour or a half hour even. If you've got five minutes, you can do, you know, a minute of squats, a minute of sit-ups. You can do five minutes of stretching the body and breathing and kind of moving your body around. You can listen to one dance song and dance around the room, even with just five minutes. So finding those ways to fold it into your life. So those are the few things that we'll talk about more. And one of the one of the uh, great things about starting small is is that you can build your confidence along the way, right? If you can do five minutes, okay, maybe next next time I can do seven minutes, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Absolutely, because I think I think some of us uh, who have been uh, more sedentary during this pandemic. Um, myself included, um, you know, we, we, we're, we're not sure what we can actually do anymore and what's safe to do. And, and, you know, and for people who are dealing with, with burnout and, and maybe long COVID or something like that, you know, we also need to make sure that we don't overdo it. Right. Because exactly. that will set us back again. Exactly. Yeah. So starting small and usually most of us can walk, um, but there are movements that even if you can't walk, there's some great kind of easy movements you can do on the floor where you're just lying on your back with your knees bent and you're just rocking your hips and you're just stretching and kind of almost like a cat stretching in the sun and you're moving, you're juicing up the joint, you're waking up those muscles in a gentle way to get them ready to do more. And I find that even just sitting in a chair and, and lifting my arms you know, yep. up and down or circling my arms. That's yep. strength training. That's making yep. my arms stronger. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's uh, Those are some great tips. Um, thank you, Aurelia, and thank you, Elizabeth, both of you. I'd like to uh, reiterate that uh, you are listening to Wild Oak Living, and we're doing a show up, um, with guests from the Anderson Valley Wellness Coalition. Um, and our guests, the guests joining us today are Sid Bernstein, who is a health coach at the Anderson Valley Health Center, uh, Aurelia Bassetti, who is um, a, a wellness coach in Anderson Valley, and uh, Elizabeth Jensen, who is, uh, among many other things, a, a Pilates, a Pilates uh, teacher. Um, and and uh, we are hearing from uh, our guests today about a series of workshops that the, the Anderson Valley Health Center and the Anderson Valley Wellness Coalition is offering via Zoom coming up um, to uh, um, to build to build wellness. I guess to do is, is to is just to summarize it. Uh, and Elizabeth, I mean Sid, Sid um, Bernstein, if you would like to just reiterate, maybe for people who have joined us during the program. Uh, how people can find out more about these workshops now that we've piqued everyone's interest. Yeah, absolutely. So we've just posted them on the Facebook page of the Anderson Valley Health Center. As we said before, you don't have to be a member of Facebook to access that. There's a Zoom link there um, and a, a meeting ID and password. And then they'll also be up on the AV Village website on their calendar. Um, we will be posting some flyers around town, so look out for those in the post office and other places. Um, but, you know, easiest way is probably to head over to the Facebook page. Um, and it's the six-week series. It starts tomorrow. It's Tuesdays, 11.45 to 12.45. We will try to record those sessions um, so that we can make them available, but I don't have that info for you yet. Um, but we, we, we are going to work on that. You, you said it starts tomorrow? Oh, sorry, next week. Next week. Okay, next yeah, Tuesday. Sorry, next Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> yeah, All right, sorry. so it starts next Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and just look for Anderson Anderson Valley Health Center to find the Facebook page. 
Exactly. Okay. Okay. Well, um, if, if you, dear listeners, have any questions uh, or comments about what we're hearing about today, you're welcome to join this conversation by giving us a call at 707-895-2448 at 707-895-2448. But uh, um, while we wait for phone calls, I would just in like, like to invite all three of you, if you want to share anything else that I haven't asked you yet about. Um, Sid, do you want to get started? I see you nodding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I think I would be remiss if I didn't mention services we do have here at the health center. You know, we all assume that everyone knows these things, but in a, it's interesting in a small community how we don't always all know. Right. Um, So here at the health center, we provide primary care, dental and behavioral health services, behavioral health being therapy services. So people can come here for, for therapy and mental health. Um, We also have acupuncture available and we're expanding our acupuncture services. Um, We have COVID vaccines and testing. Um, And we more recently have launched case management and health coaching programs. So case management, um, you know, helps meet people's needs that go beyond their direct primary care with us, you know, access to services and resources within the community referring people to, um, you know, whether it's the Cancer Resource Center or maybe helping someone get connected with social services. So kind of bridging beyond what um, what services we provide here and then health coaching as well um, to help people exactly as Aurelia and Elizabeth were talking about actualize some of these health promoting practices in their life because we know a lot of diseases that are treated at the primary care level are also mostly influenced by diet, lifestyle, social determinants of health, financial status, um, you know, ability to access healthy food. So we're trying to, you know, more and more bridge with people's life outside of the clinic. And we do have a phone call. So let's see. Hello, caller. You're live on Wild Oak Living. Just a second. Okay. Here okay. We go. okay, go ahead. Thanks for the terrific program. Um, I have a, a an issue with my hip. The is it the fibula or whatever the big bone is that sticks in the hip? It's starting to deteriorate. And about ten years ago, I fell off a ladder, landed on my back, and I've had many lasting, uh, not wonderful health effects from that. But I didn't die, and I've dealt with most of it. But my hip is not not good i i can walk i can go on a long walk sometimes it aches so bad that i have to stop and i'm wondering if you have any suggestions for something like that i don't know if anybody wants to uh, to address that well, i think in in general i i'm you know i can't diagnose exactly. it, um and i can't prescribe anything but the first step might be going to a primary care physician to just get a clear on what's going on, what would you think is okay. And then from there, you'll be able to, you know, have kind of a sign-off on, okay, now I can go try some yoga classes or I can go try some Pilates or I can, maybe I can do, you know, some strength training work. But again, it usually most cases, especially if it's a an individualized health condition, you want to speak to a primary care physician first just to get the clear if something's, you know, what's going on. Um, yeah, I've done that. I've, I've been to several, including a spinal specialist, and he said 
someday you're going to be seeing me for hip replacement, but not now. And yet uh, it constantly aches, sometimes not much, yeah. sometimes badly, but I, perhaps there's nothing to be done about it. But and perhaps I'll just have to have a hip replacement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, different modalities can explore the hip. Um, so don't, yeah. I, I would encourage you not to not try things, you know, but if your doctor has cleared you to be physically active, whether it be yoga or Pilates or any other type of movement, maybe trying one out, maybe trying out one-on-one with a trainer so someone can really adjust it rather than a group class. Those might be some options for. Or maybe physical therapy. Absolutely. Yeah. We do have another call. Thank you, dear caller, for calling in. Thank you. Hello, you're live on Wild Egg Living. Hi, thanks so much for taking my call. Um, I wanted to, I, I'm, I, each time I hear about uh, Anderson Valley Health Center and all its affiliates, I am so impressed. And, and um, I, I'm over on the coast, but I'd love to, I feel like this is a, a, a health care facility that, and, and its affiliates that I can actually relate to and trust. And um, I would love to um, be in touch. I'm one of the people who does not have um, connectivity. So is there a phone number you can give me uh, for the Wellness Coalition and also for the health center? Um, you are very welcome to call the health center, um, 707. Are you ready for this caller? Yes. Okay. 707-895-3477. That's our, that's our front desk. That's just our general number. And then if you'd like to get in touch with me specifically and talk about anything we talked about today, my extension is 260. 260. Thank you so much, and thanks for all your work. Thank you Absolutely. for calling in. Take care. All right. Thanks, dear callers. If you have any other questions or need information about this upcoming series of workshops, uh, you, you probably heard from from the you know about the previous caller. We we are not here to diagnose individual health conditions, but you know if you want some general feedback about uh, about exercise programs, we're we're here to talk about increasing everyone's wellness. So that's 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 our goal for today. And we do have another call. Hello, caller. You're live on Wildlife Living. Yeah, hi, good morning, this is Mike. Yeah, did, if you ride a bicycle... Did you turn your radio off? Did you turn your radio off? You'll never, you'll, can, you'll never can you turn have your radio? Can your radio off, please? So, hit, hit. Hello? Yeah, can you please turn your radio off? There was a lot of feedback. Yeah, I, I just did, yeah. Okay. If, you, if you ride a bicycle, you'll always have good hips. You know, uh, there's no, no such thing as a bad joint. You know, it will get strong enough to support whatever muscle you put on it. Okay, that's your. That's been your experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we were designed to rebuild ourselves. You know. Yeah, that seems to make sense. Yeah. Again, you know, every situation is different, and you know, you you, you want you want to make sure that whatever you decide to do is safe for you to do. But uh, riding a bicycle is something I enjoy doing. Thank you so yeah. much for, for thank you so much for that tip. Okay. Right. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye.
You know, Johanna, I just want to reflect on what that first caller was mentioning. And I, you know, we, yes, we can't diagnose or really recommend personalized things over the radio, but I, I think there is just, it, it's generally difficult, right? I mean, we all have the best intentions around our health and wellness. We want to be healthy, um, but then we have setbacks, we have injuries, mm-hmm. we have times of inactivity, and it is really difficult sometimes to get back into that. So I just want to say that in that we, we understand and, um, you know, we're trying as much as possible here at the health center and in the wellness coalition to meet people where they are at and give them small actionable steps to move forward with wellness. And like we've been talking about, do it in community because part of, part of being in community is also kind of elevating our sense of wellness and support. Yeah. And getting feedback and support from others who who might have gone through similar situations. I think that can be really helpful. That is one of the reasons, you know, I invite phone calls during these problem programs because there's always others who've, who might have some experience to share that, that can be helpful for all of us. So if you want to join this conversation, we've got a few minutes left. We've got time for a couple more phone calls. Um, and while we wait for calls, I would just like to invite all of you. Is there other things that you would like to share with us today while we have the time? Please go ahead. Let me let me ask a question. Um, we we just heard, you know, just to pick up this example from the first caller again. You know, there there are people, there are people with with uh, health challenges, uh, or that there are people with physical limitations, or maybe they've tried exercise before and and they got they've gotten hurt. You know, what 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 would you suggest? Just in general, maybe not specifically for this case, but just in general, how do we get over this? sort of inertia and this fear of of injury or this fear of making things worse or this fear of exhaustion that kind of thing i don't know if you if if any of you want to share something about that i would say just um one step at a time Mm -hmm. one day at a time and um you know sometimes it's just um um, choosing healthier food, you know, uh, or um, uh, breathe, or take a nap, or um, anything that um, we have, will have the body and the mind to to take the next step. Um, I mean, we've been on a We've been in a lockdown. We've been, you know, isolated, and it, it's it feels like a lot of us are just relearning to be, <laughs> you know, um, in community. Yeah, in community with themselves. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, yeah, and and reaching out, really. One one of the participants. That's, that's why I love yeah. being part of this wellness coalition. Right. One of the participants in yesterday's chronic pain workshop said that one of the things he does is he walks on his treadmill while he talks to his friends. And that sounded so perfect to me because yeah. it lets you, it lets you be physically active and be in community at the same time and still be, you know, safe at home and not have to worry about, you know, exposing yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great. Yeah, I thought that was that was a great a great suggestion. And you know, I have to I have to say also from 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 my own experience, you know, I have this 
I have I I I share this 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 fear of doing something to overexert myself or to hurt myself or doing too much or doing the wrong things and and I think I think you're right just you know doing starting with and and Elizabeth you mentioned this too earlier just starting with tiny with tiny mm-hmm. little things and building up your confidence and and um you know, I, I mean, if you are perfectly healthy and you start exercising, Elizabeth, maybe you can talk a bit about that. Even if you're perfectly healthy, you're going to be a little sore, right? When oh, you sure. first start up. So yeah, that's normal, right? Especially if it's a different movement that you haven't done in a while. You're using muscles you don't usually use. So. Yeah. So, so that's normal. So that's not, not, not something to, to be overly concerned about, you know. Um, yeah. If you live with chronic pain there you know pain is a there's many studies and data that shows that pain is not just physical mm-hmm. and so there there's multiple dynamics that are multiple contribute contributors to how you're feeling that pain because um, you can be distracted from pain they'll show that you can be distracted from your pain by the right thing so the dent can't be physical because otherwise it would just be constant. So there is a lot of kind of that exploration of the, the mental. And, and so that's why the stress relief can really help the mind kind of quiet. And you may even feel changes in your experience of pain. Um, so that's kind of something to kind of explore there. But absolutely. And I think, Johanna, just what you're saying about, you know, coming back into exercise, rebuilding confidence. Um, Often, if there's been an injury or just a period of time of not being physical, there's a little bit of a distance from the body, right? We we don't feel very embodied in those moments. Um, and we may have even had an injury that was kind of a rupture from our body, like, oh, I was doing this thing and I thought it was fine. And then I hurt myself and there's a lack of trust there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just approaching it with some, with some gentle curiosity um, knowing that your body's going to be different day to day and that you're going to try things and you're, you're, you're not just relearning how to exercise. You're also kind of creating a new relationship yeah. and to kind of come at it with that level of sensitivity and awareness. Yeah. Uh, well said. All right. Well, we're almost, we're almost at the end of the hour. So if you uh, would like to, uh, Sid, if you would like to reiterate again, the Facebook page and anything else you'd like to uh, say in closing about our topic today. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the Zoom link is available on our Facebook page, Anderson Valley Health Center. You can just Google that if you're not on Facebook. Also, we will, I've just gotten word, we will have recordings posted up on the village, the AB Village website. Again, you could go and Google AB Village and you'll get to their website. We'll have both the schedule and the recordings when we're finished up on that website. And those are Zoom workshops. So even if you don't live in Anderson Valley, you can participate, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Invite your friends and family, do some breathing work together. Right. And I just want to reiterate, you know, if you have health limitations or whatever, like like my guest said before, you know, talk to your doctor, make sure that you're cleared to do whatever it is that that you're cleared to do. Um, And, um, and, and connect with others and, and uh, avail yourself of the many wonderful resources that are already in the community. That's what I'm aiming to do with this program. Um, 
and many and and that's what my guests are aiming to do with the Anderson Valley um, Wellness Coalition and so I just want to let you know that I've been speaking with members of the Anderson Valley Wellness Coalition about an upcoming series of Zoom workshops um, that you can find out about by going to the Anderson Valley Health Center website or by going to the AV Village website and it starts next week so time to time to get out and look for the information and see if that's something that you want to engage in um, my guests have been uh, Sid Bernstein, with the, who is the health coach at the Anderson, Anderson Valley uh, Health Center, uh, Aurelia Bassetti, a wellness coach in Anderson Valley, and uh, Elizabeth Jensen, uh, a, a P, uh, Pilates uh, coach in Anderson Valley, and she also does many other, wears many other hats in, in Anderson Valley. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.